Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is Thursday, December the 9th, 2021, and I am here to talk to you about a nice little three-game NBA main slate, which is quite a difference from yesterday's 13-game extravaganza. But the good news is for the members that are out there and those that hopefully were able to pick up some information from our podcast, um, we had a really strong night. We absolutely smashed in FanDuel, uh, top uh, 3% in a couple of lineups. Uh, main lineup hybrid did very well, uh, cashed across the board, the GPP as well. We also did an after-hour slate that cashed in uh, both on FanDuel and Yahoo. Uh, hopefully, we had a few members uh, put together uh, a lineup from our DraftKings uh, clipboard that also uh, did decently. So it was a fun FanDuel night, and we, we definitely want to come back at it tonight. Much more manageable three-game slate. Again, not my favorite. I like the, the bigger slates, the better for me. I think it gives us a, a true advantage. But this is an interesting one. We've got a lot of different scenarios, back-to-backs. Uh, injuries, you name it, you know, that's what the NBA is right now. So we're going to go through those three games and let you get about your business uh, on this Thursday. Um, if you want to join us, by the way, dfscoachtalk.com, that's where you can uh, join us. We've got different memberships on there. Uh, if you want to try us out, uh, this is a great day to do it. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you get all of our basketball action um, for the three-day pass, if you do that for $10. A great idea, though, really, to do the five-day pass. I always recommend that on Thursdays because then you get, for $19, you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So you get all of our NFL action, the Thursday night, the Sunday night, and the Monday night. That's why we put the, the five-day uh, membership in place. So uh, you get everything we have here at Coach Talk when you become a member, not just the one sport. So we would love to have you get uh, get in on the winning, and uh, hopefully you'll really enjoy our Discord. We have the best community in the industry, that for sure I know. So very positive, very supportive. And we're doing a lot of new things here at Coach Talk, too. We're doing live some live uh, question and answer time before locks. Uh, we're doing just a, a lot of informational pieces. You know, we have a great uh, partnership with Pro Football Focus and our man, John Wehausen, just crunching those analytics all the time, putting the numbers out uh, for everybody. So, all right, let's jump into this three-game slate. If you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, quick comment. We really, really appreciate that. And we do keep these seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts in front of the paywall. All right, my friends. First game of the night, 7 o'clock, Utah Jazz, Philadelphia 76ers. Utah is favored by 3.5. It's a 216 total, 109.75 implied for Utah. Philadelphia, 106.25. Utah comes in with a nice record, 17-7. and seven. Philadelphia at 14 and 11, which isn't bad considering they've had so many guys out uh, the majority of this season on and off. Now it's morning, so we haven't gotten any news 
As of right now, Joel Embiid is listed as in, but, you know, we'll see. Is he going to play against Gobert in Utah? You would think that that would be one he would want to play a doubleheader back-to-back nights, but, you know, let's see what happens here. There are times that they'll rest him, and there were a few times in yesterday's game he looked a little tired. I mean, he finished like a maniac, and he's awesome, but uh, we have to follow that news. But as far as this goes, uh, for, for right now, I'm going to consider him as in. Um, as far as injuries go, Whiteside is uh, probable. So uh, Gobert's backup back in. Azabuki is still out. Uh, still Riller and Simmons out for Philly. So not much news there unless it breaks late, which we know happens quite a bit. Statistically speaking, Utah Jazz are 15th in pace, Philadelphia 28th. So not fantastic pace in this game by any stretch. However, offensive efficiency, these two teams, veteran squad, strong players, they know how to score the ball. Utah is now first in the league in offensive efficiency, which is pretty darn impressive. They've passed uh, Golden State. Philadelphia is 7th. So even with the injuries, you know, all the guys in and out of the lineup, they've been scoring the basketball at a very efficient uh, standpoint. Defensively, Utah seventh. They've been in the top 10 throughout the year. Philadelphia 17th. So a little bit below average, but a lot of that happened with Embiid and Harris off the floor. So I think that will improve right now. Um, as far as what I'm forecasting for the starting lineups for Utah, it'd be Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Gobert. For uh, Philadelphia, Maxi, Curry, Green, Harris, and Embiid. Uh, when we look at some prices here, you know, you've got a cheap Mike Conley at 5'8. Uh, Utah and Philadelphia, by the way, if I didn't mention it, they're both on the second night of a back to back. So, that's why the news here is imperative, but it's the first game. We'll have all the news. We'll be able to react. So, you know, join us in Discord. Become, you know, jump in, become a member. This way you follow all of this news and all the twists and turns that go on with uh, the wonderful NBA that we love. Um, this way you know what's going on. But right now everybody's, uh, you know, in. I do think we'll get news somewhere here, but... Uh, you know, let's continue to, to look at it in that perspective. But Conley at 5'8 is cheap. He hasn't been great this year. He's, he's definitely has a ceiling, but he is pretty cheap. Maxi at 6'6 came back the last game after missing a game. Uh, you know, he's in play. Donovan Mitchell's been great at 8'8. I mean, he's been consistently their go-to guy, as he always has been. He can be considered uh, not really wanting to go Bogdanovich O'Neal. Clarkson off the bench at 4-9. If Conley sits, you know, that becomes a huge play. Um, but right now he's in. Not going to go Gobert at 8-4 against Embiid. And Embiid's 11. So, you know, not probably going to go there. Even though the last two times I've, I've played him in his last two games, he's been terrific. I just don't like the three games and four nights and a back-to-back. And Gobert's tough defensively. Don't like the pace, so he's not going to be my pay up here, but I appreciate uh, his contribution to the Coach Talk Fund, that's for sure. Um, other guys on Philadelphia to consider, Tobias Harris, 
You know, it looks like he should get full minutes, but again, we need to see that. 7.6 <clears throat> is a very fair price. The only thing that concerns me is Royce O'Neal defense, which is the, a real thing. So not my favorite game, uh, probably my least favorite of the three, um, but a possible one-off here. I know it's only a three-game slate, but uh, I'm not going to be going all in much in this first one, I can tell you that. Unless there's news that breaks. If Embiid sits, obviously, drum and plug and play, et cetera, et cetera. We will follow that news throughout the day. All right, we go to game two, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Lakers favored by three and a half on the road. We have the biggest total of the group, 222 and a half. 113 implied for the Lakers, 109 and a half for Memphis. All that sounds very good. Lakers come in at 13 and 12. The Grizzlies are 14 and 11. So two teams starting to get their feet under them and starting to play much better basketball. As far as probable players for the Lakers, I don't know if you've heard of these two guys, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, expected to play. We know that Ariza and Nunn remain out for the Lakers. A uh, little more muddied waters here for Memphis. Anderson, questionable. Clark, questionable. And Zaire Williams is questionable. Merrill and, of course, Ja Morant out, uh, which is the big news. But Memphis has gone 5-1 and one with Morant uh, on the bench. So not bad. Statistically speaking, Lakers second in pace in the league. They're on the first night of a back-to-back. So, you know, there's some question there that that uh, they may shuffle the deck a little bit. I doubt it, though, just because the Heat's been on Vogel a little bit. You know, there's been a lot of chit-chat there. I think they want to get some momentum going. Uh, so my gut tells me that most of these guys play or all of them play, but we'll keep our eye on that. Um, Memphis on the second night of a back-to-back after losing to Dallas last night uh, in sort of a lackluster game, maybe a trap game for them. Uh, so we'll see what the minutes look like, uh, what we're projecting there on the second night of a back-to-back. But anyway, the Lakers are second in pace in the league. Memphis is 11th. So we're, you know, that's why you got the biggest total here. Offensive efficiency, though, the Lakers have not been good this year. 22nd even with all those vet- veterans that know how to score the ball. Memphis 12th, so they've they've gotten it done um, pretty consistently, whether or not they've had Brooks in there or Morant. They just seem to uh, efficiently be able to run their offense. Defensively, the Lakers are up to 12th, so a lot of improvement there. They're really uh, starting to put those pieces together. Uh, Memphis, not so much. They're 23rd, so... Lots of possibilities here for a, a really good scoring game. I'm certainly going to have a lot of exposure here, like a lot of people will. I mean, I know this is going to be the chalkiest game of the three, but it deserves to be. And, you know, beggars can't be choosers on a three-game slate. You know, you got to go with what, you know, what's uh, dialed up or what's dealt to you. So um, probable starters for the Lakers, Westbrook, Bradley, Horton Tucker, and then LeBron and AD. For Memphis, Tyus Jones, Bain Brooks, Triple J, and Steven Adams. Um, so interesting game, interesting game here and interesting salary. 
Uh, Russ Westbrook at 9-9. You know, you never know when he's going to pull one of his big triple doubles, but, man, he has not been consistent whatsoever. Uh, so definitely would be contrarian to go with him. Um, I've thought about it here just because I know the ownership's going to be much lower uh, than than James or Davis, but I'm not sure I have the courage to do it just with how poorly he's shooting the ball from the outside, and he, he does turn the ball over a lot. Um, you know, the question is, do you go LeBron or do you go AD? I think you can make a, a case for either one. Um, I also don't want to skip past Horton Tucker at 5'5". You know, he's inconsistent, I know, and he's not the first, second, or third option on this team at all, probably the fourth. But, uh, you know, I think at 5'5", five, five, he makes sense. And, you know, you're looking at a, a game that's going to have more possessions and score more. So I think uh, I think Horton Tucker is very viable here. Uh, the, the question, like it's been for the last couple of years here, do you, do you like LeBron or Davis? Uh, you can go either way. Uh, they're both... Uh, the same price, basically 10-1 for LeBron, 10 for Davis. Really flip a coin here. You can make a really good case for either side. I have not made that determination yet, but I am going to go with one or the other uh, once I, I get a little bit deeper into uh, these numbers. But I think you have to you have to dial up one of the big Laker dudes here on the first night of a back-to-back. Uh, on the other side of the ball, again, we need to see exactly how these minutes are going to divvy up. Uh, Tyus Jones is all the way up to 6K now, but, you know, he's played very well. Not quite going to go there. He's still splitting time with another option. If you want to go values, DeAnthony Melton at 4-6 off the bench. He's been steady, uh, you know, really steady player. The guy that I've been, you know, really has helped me cash a lot recently is Desmond Bain. You know, he's up to 6-9 which, you know, is, is you know, continued to uh, go up. But he's played great, and he's been consistent. The minutes are there. The production is there. Uh, I think he's a decent play again. Um, Dylan Brooks really disappointed me last night. He got a little foul trouble chasing Luca around. Uh, but I still think he's a good play. He's still a key guy. He's 6'2". Just need to, you know, check some coach speak and a little bit of uh, – you know, inside information there, the beat writers, et cetera, to make sure Brooks is going to have full minutes on a back-to-back. -back. He's just come back uh, about three games ago from an injury. So we need to double-check that, but I do like him. Uh, not going to go with the bigs here for Memphis. I think they're going to get a lot of play because they're cheap. Jackson is seven, flat. Steven Adams is only 5-1 and been playing well, but I do respect the interior defense for the Lakers with Davis at the four or at the five. I mean, I think that I like that setup. And then off the bench, you know, if they use Dwight Howard, uh, that's really going to, you know, push things up defensively as well. So perimeter wise, Bradley, you know, Horton Tucker can defend. Uh, I think they're just playing better defensively and especially in the interior. I'm not going to go Jackson or Adams. Definitely want some exposure here, though. Uh, could be a 2v2, really. I could have four of my guys more than likely uh, from this game. You know, if I had to, to decide right at this moment, and again, this could change, I'd probably go Horton, Tucker, Davis, Bain, and Brooks. But, you know, that may rotate for sure. Okay.
game three. I mean, after 13 games yesterday, I feel like I just I'm in the opening segment here. This is crazy. Uh, Denver Nuggets and San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio's favored by two, 214 and a half total, 106.25 implied for Denver and 108.25 implied for your San Antonio Spurs. Denver comes in at 12 and 12. The San Antonio Spurs, 8 and 15. Injuries, we've got Austin Rivers, probable. Jamal Murray remains out. Uh, doubtful, Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. And Zach Collins has not suited up yet this season. So probable starting lineups for these two squads, Morris, Barton, Gordon, Green, and the Joker. We saw them with that lineup last night. And then Murray, White, McDermott, Bates, Giop, and Pirtle. Not a strong team, uh, definitely. Uh, but a couple things. Denver's on the second night of a back-to-back -back after a, a overtime victory last night where they played big minutes and played hard. And they have to go to San Antonio, and San Antonio's on an island game. So big advantage there for San Antonio. And that's that, you know, that's why the Spurs are favored by two. I mean, Denver's a better team. There's no question about it. But you've got the travel, the overtime game, the back-to-back -back against a rested team. Um, that evens evens it up pretty much. Uh, so interesting game here. Uh, statistically speaking, pace for Denver bad, 29th. So definite pace down for the Spurs. Spurs are sixth. So you do have Denver in a pace up situation, but again, how much are they going to push the ball uh, being a little bit tired and trying to, to really limit possessions when you're on a second night of a back-to-back -back against a fresh team. So that's a concern. Offensive efficiency hasn't been good for either team. I mean, if, if the Joker wasn't on Denver, I don't know if it's, I mean, he's been that good, that efficient, and that amazing. But the rest of the team has been very, very average or below average. Their team offensive efficiency is only 19. Uh, San Antonio is 23. So again, not the not the greatest game uh, as far as that side of the ball goes. Defensively, completely average here. Denver 18, San Antonio 13. So that's not going to move the needle much. Um, as far as plays go here. Not really looking at Monte Morris at 5-4, even though that price is good. A lot of rotation going on there with players. You know, Will Barton can be uh, looked at at 6-8. I think he's a reasonable uh, option. Aaron Gordon had a horrific first half yesterday and then rebounded and at least made it uh, decent in the second half. But he's 6-1, uh, almost preferred Jeff Green at 4-8. But again, you know, what are the minutes going to be? You know, that's going to be a big question there. So we have to, uh, you know, we need to look at this, see what the coaches have to say uh, on this back-to-back -back coming off the overtime game. And Green is a, a pretty old veteran. I think he's 16 years in the league. So that, that gives you a little hesitancy there. You know, the bottom line is this. The Joker is 11-8. I get it. But he is playing at another level. I mean, he last night, almost a 40 point triple double. I mean, come on, man. And his injury that he's fought back from is a thumb or hand, something in the upper extremity. So it's not like, you know, he's got a rested knee or ankle. And so 
I think you just pay up for him. I mean, it's a three-game slate. He is far and away the best player on this slate, in my opinion, and you just make it work. There's enough value you know, in the NBA now. You really can get to the main guys you want to. I mean, last night all my lineups had a combination of Harden and the Joker or Harden and Embiid and really didn't have difficulty getting the rest of the players to fit. So it does give you a lot more uh, ability to move things around. So Joker's a plug and play. I'm just not even going to mess around unless I see that there's some type of uh, hesitancy to play him big minutes on a back-to-back. But until I see something like that, I mean, he looks in better shape than he's ever been. Even last year, he looked fantastic last year. He even looks thinner and more fit this year. So uh, I'm all, all in on the Joker bandwagon for sure. And uh, he'll be in my lineup today. On the other side of the ball, DeJounte Murray's been phenomenal, and he's 9-7, though. That's the tough part. Can you make 9-7 work? I mean, again, there's enough value to do that. I think what I'm going to try to do, though, is go with one of the the big money guys from the Lakers uh, alongside of the Joker and really not going to be able to squeeze Murray in. Not that I don't think he's a great play. Roster construction makes it a little bit tough. Um, there are a few other options here. Pirtle at 6'4". I mean, he's he's playing really good ball. He's going to have to be in there a ton with the Joker. I'd love to have both of those bigs uh, on the sites where you can play two bigs. I think that it makes perfect sense. Um, after that, in a lot of hit and miss, if you want to go super cheap, Bates Giop at 3'3 at three, three has been starting and getting decent minutes. Um, Derek White is always an option at 6'3". But really the way it, it forms uh, together for me is I'll probably have half my lineup come from that Lakers-Grizzlies game and a couple guys, one-offs from the Denver-San Antonio and Utah-Philly uh, matchups. So that is it, my friends. A simple three-game slate. We're going to go after it. We, we provide here at DFS Coach Talk a unique D, uh, DraftKings coaches clipboard, which gives you five uh, highlighted players for your core and several other players to help build out your roster. We do give out full FanDuel and Yahoo, both cash lineups and GPP lineups. And we do that about 25 minutes before lock. So plenty of time to get those lineups together and in. Um, we'd love to have you join us. This is the perfect time to do it. Jump in, like I say, that five-day pass gets you all of our football tonight, uh, Sunday and Monday. If you haven't checked out our football podcast for tonight's game, check that out. It's already posted. And then uh, the the big guys will be back uh, for the podcast. Uh, that'll be out tomorrow So, I, or Saturday. I'm sorry, Saturday. Then we'll be uh, we'll have podcasts every day for the NBA. And tomorrow's a nine-game slate. Really excited for that one as well. A lot of great matchups, a lot of good action. So fantastic. Appreciate it. hope you have a great Thursday. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, come in and get into the winning track with us. If you're tired of reloading, come on in. We have a coach talk process. We talk a lot about bankroll management and contest selection which are the two most important things. I have those two ranked one, two, and then third is picking your players and lineups. So it's that important. 
All right. Thanks again. Have a great one. We'll be back tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.